1: We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome to We Say Things, episode 209, sponsored by Manscaped. Fresh ball fall is upon us, and you need to be in the festive spirit. Light a candle, get some pumpkin spice, and make sure your balls look nice with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. Nature may clear the leaves of their trees, but you'll need Manscaped's help to get you ready for that sweater weather. Get your pants puppies prepared for cuffing season with a trim as refreshing as a fall breeze by going to manscaped.com and using the code Things 20 for 20% off and free shipping. Thank you, as always, to Manscape. You guys can check out their products. They have everything related to shaving your balls, shaving your beard now, as they said chapstick body deodorant body wash like they have everything absolutely everything so if you want to check them out a yeah not yet not yet i mean that's a little bit outside their scope at the moment but we're hoping i mean with your support perhaps in the future they'll be able to get to that point where they will have a manscaped bidet that will wash not only your anus but your balls as well uh that would be a little weird but yeah, hey, well, we're into that, of course. Yeah, you love that shit. But yeah, be sure to use the the we say things twenty promo code for twenty percent off and free shipping. Also, thank you to our beautiful patrons of the Embrooch tier: Scarf, Best Terror Blade Na No Pain No Gain, HBD Mickle the Pickle. You should be
0: happy birthday, Shannon.
1: HBD Mickle the Pickle. You should be more buds with your dotes. Zarzar, TI Patch on the 28th, maybe Hopium. Day earlier, actually. The Shaz cast. Wife hates my belch. <laughs> Mr. I Love Dame Time. The Bucks commit straight up murder on the Heat. We'll get to that in a moment. Monkey Man asks Who would win in a Ben Broomhead versus Ben Barker cage match? Pepperballs, T Coil, Rupus. Q Lose is ready to praise the podcast. Stupid co-pilot D2 Bowie, Lab Dota, Yotoro does it again, Cinderin. Which the name just keeps being
0: relevant, actually.
1: It does. And I'm not even going to tell them to change the name anymore. So I didn't realize this because yeah. I didn't read the thread originally, but there's a thread on Reddit about Dream League mm-hmm. finals. Did you see it?
0: Or, yeah, I saw it. one of the comments was Yatoro.
1: <laughs> Yeah, Somebody said Yatoro does it again, Cinderin. And then a ton of replies with other names in the in Bruce cheer. And I got a good chuckle out of
0: that. So yeah, that was good. Shout out to you guys and Magdev. That's and okay. hats off to Valve for the recent updates. Next up, marketing question mark. Games for falling asleep we will see you in Seattle. Disco Farm D, the Mega Pope. Zan Xavier, Nate Thicco01 Hamscroats. Shark TM, Janie, Dop, nothing to see here. Underscore man. Yvremont, Ben Broomhead has been Broomhead. Wooden Aftertaste, Anonymous. And the Washington National Cathedral has a gargoyle that looks just like Darth Vader. Mr. Niebling. That's a different fact from his usual ones because this is subjective. I'm going to Google it right now. All right. Say what it is again. Darth Vader and what? The Washington National Cathedral Goggle.
1: Okay. One moment. I'm going to put it on the screen if I can find it. Okay. uh, That. Yep. That is Darth Vader. Uh, One moment. That is. (laughs) Okay, I'm just going to put this. There we go. You guys can look at it. That is, in fact, Darth Vader. (laughs) How is that? Okay, so that is obviously inspiration. Uh, They stole it from Star Wars, I'm pretty sure. That's how it works. Uh, They're paying royalties. Oh, which one came uh... first? (laughs) Somebody's a Star Wars fan. That's funny, that's though. Funny, like, uh, that do you think really there's any way it's a coincidence? Or do you think... Uh,
0: uh, very unlikely. It just, it's just too much... There's too much similarity, right? That's yeah, almost it.
1: that's crazy. Okay, that's a good
0: fact. I enjoyed that. Thank you. I love when uh, architects put in Easter eggs in their designs. <laughs> they that's knew crazy. ahead of time that
1: Star Wars would be a, <laughs> a sensation. Uh, okay, it's time for the NBA segment, Cinder. Something's happened in the NBA oh, finally. No. So
0: oh, oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, Damian Lillard, the guy that was asking for a trade from the Portland Trailblazers a long time ago at this point, was finally mm. traded. Remember, he asked to only be traded to the Miami Heat. The only team he would play for is oh, the yeah. Miami Heat. He was not traded to the Miami Heat. He was traded to the Milwaukee Bucks, who are actually really good already. And so what did he say to that? He, I haven't seen what he said to that yet. I don't think he's publicly said anything. So now no. they're going to have a big three of Chris Middleton, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Damian Lillard. It's scary. I was already picking them to be the best in the East without Damian Lillard. But they did have to give up a lot of depth. But the reason I'm bringing this up, in addition to the fact that it's just general NBA news, the Suns were involved in this trade somehow. Oh. Uh, so the Blazers get back a bunch of uh, assets from us and the Bucks, including a bunch of draft picks and whatnot. We traded DeAndre Ayton, the guy that I've been despising for the past couple of years because of how fucking lazy he is. We traded mm-hmm. him to the Blazers. He was our old number one pick. And we received a bunch of stuff. That's not, it's not really that even exciting to talk about. Uh it's a combination okay. <laughs> of, it's kind of like, think of it this way. As a player, DeAndre Aiden, even being as lazy as he is, is the best player. Like, we didn't get a player better than him. We got more players, okay. though. We got, like, three or four players, so our bench is going to be more rounded out. And I think the biggest thing, the reason I'm happy about this, is because he's a locker room problem anyway. So you're getting, like, that cancer out of the locker room, right. onto another team, you bring in guys that are... They're not. Yeah, it's not, sabotage some it's not like they're, they're bad players, but uh, it's just going to be a better fit for us, I think. So, yeah. That, that's the, the NBA yeah. news now. So we still have our huge big three. Everybody's trying to compete now to get these big three uh, superstars on their teams. So it's going to be a crazy-ass year. Excited. And I believe okay. you
0: have your section. Wait, so what you're saying is overall your team is slightly weaker, but that's better.
1: No. I'm saying we were he, top he heavy. Was the,
0: he was we the were, best player in this trade that you lost, but you got multiple players, so your peak team is weaker, but it's more stable. Correct. I
1: That's think so. It. Okay. Of course there's a big, you know, there's a big unknown about how hard he would try in a game from a game-to-game basis, right? So It's, right. it's hard to really gauge, but he would be the best player of the people that were involved in between the two
0: teams. So, yes okay. sir. Okay, um, I am back with my recommendations, so now it's I recommend something, and to follow up, this is something we're going to do a couple of weeks at least, Um, the theme is I recommend two games that I think are really good value for money on Steam, because I've played a lot of different video games, not just Dota, Um, and I was going to do it every week, but then we had a guest episode, and then we had the episode I was in Sweden where I didn't do it, but now we're back, so I'm going to do it again. So today's two games are, the first one I'm going to recommend is actually on offer right now. So it's even way better as a deal than it already was to begin with, because it's 75% off, Uh, which is Ori and the Blind Forest. I don't know if you've heard me talk about this game before. You have, okay. So I guess the easiest way of explaining this is that it's like, it's a platform adventure and the aesthetics and the soundtrack are extremely good in this game. It's, It's like a really good vibe um to play it and i would say it's one of the best value for money games i've ever played when it was sitting at 20 euros and now it's at five so to me this is just a game if you guys haven't played it and you think that genre is at all interesting even if you don't think it's like awesome but just think yeah that could be fun this is some of the best money you could spend right now to play a game i think um, and if you do like the first game, which is called Ori and the Blind Forest, they changed it to the definitive edition. That's the one you need to get. Uh, then Will of the Wisps, which was the sequel to it, which is I would say on par with the first game. It's not like mar- massively better or worse. Uh, that one is 7.49. So you could get both games in combination for like 12.50 right now, and the original value was 50 bucks. And that is just an outstanding game. Um, I don't really know how else to put it. There's a very high chance you're gonna love it if you haven't played it. Um, people that will like games like that are generally people that would have liked some sort of, let's say, Zelda games or Metroid or, you know, these kind of, yeah, platform adventures. So, awesome game, get it.
1: Yep, I've heard a lot of good things
0: about it. The second one might be a little bit less, um, how to say, this might have a a narrower audience, uh, but it's also a very known game. Uh, called Super Meat Boy. Have you heard of this one? Oh, yeah. yeah. You haven't played it, right? I have. You have? Oh, okay. Did you like it? Wait, Super Meat Boy. No, no, no. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people play it, but I haven't actually played I see. It. Okay, you haven't played it. Okay. Um, importantly, this was the f- I want to say this was the first game in a two-game series. I could be wrong. Maybe there was one before Super Meat Boy. This is called Super, but this is the one I know, and this is the famous one. It came out in 2010. Uh... They came out with a following game that I was excited about called Super Meat Boy Forever, but that has really mixed reviews. And when I played it, it didn't really catch on for me either. So, But the first one really did. So Super Meat Boy is sitting at 14 euros for me right now. I don't know if it's 15 bucks or whatever. Um, and it is a very, very difficult uh, platformer, but it's also very rewarding. So a lot of Dota players like, I would say, because you like Dota and you spend a lot of time on it, you're, kind of the, you're the type of player that gets invested into games even though they're challenging at first. And this is the perfect platformer game for that because this game is very hard uh, and frustrating at times, just like Dota is, but it's got that same rewarding feeling to completing a hard level. Um, and it has added, added challenges in the game. If you want to try to 100% the game, that is very, very hard. Uh, I spent a lot of hours on this game trying to get there. Uh, and I think I finished absolutely everything in the game except the very, very last level, uh, which is morbidly difficult. Um, <laughs> morbidly. So Yeah, it's just really fucking hard. Um, but yeah, this is an awesome game. It's really fun. for Compared to other platformers, one of the unique things about it is the physics because, as the name implies, the main character of the game is Meat Boy and he slides on surfaces. Not like ice physics exactly, but like... You imagine you're like, literally. You imagine you throw a pack of meat on the desk. You unpack a pack of meat and you throw it on your counter. And It's going to, you know, slide a little bit and have this little bit of like stickiness to it or whatever. That's exactly how the character plays. And that might sound like a turnoff, but it makes the game very unique compared to other platformers and how it plays. Uh, and it also really raises the skill ceiling of it because you can use that mechanic to your advantage uh, when you get really good at it. So, um, yeah. Super fun game. I can see right here that I've got about 60 hours on record of it, and yeah, it was 14 bucks. so uh, very, very good value, and a really fun game. So Good uh, stuff. Yeah. Classics. That's, those are the reco- recommendations for today. Yeah, like I said, most of the games I'm going to be recommending are pretty famous already, but there's a good chance people haven't played them or have heard of them and never bought them, and I'll just you know bat for the games that I think are really worth it, and these two are. And yeah. if you had to buy one of them, if you can't afford both or you're only interested in playing one new game, my recommendation for today overall is the Ori series because it's 75% off. It's just a fucking incredible deal. So, you will not regret that.
1: All right. Okay. So, let us begin with the update that everyone was waiting for. Very, I would say polarizing because... It's all negativity that I've seen at least. The compendium has been released, Cinderin. So, they came out the blog post. I don't really want to read this. It's kind of it's very wordy and doesn't really say anything. Would would you kind of agree with that sentiment? I feel like it's one of those things where and we've we've seen this with a lot of posts lately where they're they get very wordy where they're trying it's almost like they're trying to convince you like, "Hey, this is good. This is good. This is good. Look at all this good stuff we've done." Just to let you down easy when they come out with what the update is. That's what it it felt like to me. Uh, Do you want to talk about the blog post at all?
0: Anything Mm, else? I mean, I I think overall the blog post is mainly just like, how to say, it's like a summary in a way. Hmm. It's not really saying a lot of new stuff, but it's kind of summarizing stuff that they have already said and kind of, what's the word? Uh, emphasizing their perspective on things right now. Um, yeah, when I when I was looking over it, I didn't really see like, oh, this is a really big new thing or, oh, this was something I didn't really know already. Uh, so it's essentially just summarizing what stuff they added to the game recently, what their overall focus is for how they're working on the game right now. And honestly, the way this reads is kind of like tempering expectations, right? That's mm. That's what it feels like is that We've already said this, but we're going to say it again. This compendium will not be like, like the past. We have changed directions with what we're focusing on. Yeah. So. so it's kind of a
1: two-part update, and they echo this in the blog post that we will not read, of course, but uh, that there's a compendium which you pay for, and then there's, they also want to come out with updates for people that don't want to pay for anything that isn't necessarily even related to the compendium. So we'll go yeah. over both uh so first let's talk about the compendium itself so i will say one weird thing that i was i had to double check just to make sure they didn't have this they didn't actually say anything about uh the price pool other than the compendium will continue to contribute 25 percent, like it has in the past but i was expecting them to say we're starting the price pool off at 3 million or 5 million or whatever but Mm -hmm. the fact that they did not include that means that it's
0: still 1.6 um, or it means that it's undecided. Undecided <laughs> at this point. See, yeah, okay. Waiting to see how well the battle pass does. Sure, sure. In the first week. <laughs> I mean, okay, let, let, what's the reason to not announce it, right? The reason I am unsure about, correct me if I'm wrong here, you cannot see a there, progression in the prize pool anywhere, right? Well, anywhere in game, but there's websites that track it. Yeah, but they're third party.
1: They're third party, yes.
0: So every other year, to my knowledge, at least the recent five, six, whatever years, there's been an official battle pa- or an, yeah, an official TI prize pool tracker on the TI homepage, right? Mm-hmm. Or in some cases, you could see it in the client. And because there was an official tracker, there was an official starting point. But the fact that there's no starting point entered right now means that for me, this does not confirm that it's 1.6 because why doesn't it say anywhere then that the starting point is 1.6? Okay. They don't have to put out a tracker. They could just write starting prize pool 1.6 million because then that's a done deal, right? There's like, there's no reason to not announce that if that's what you're going to do because it's what everyone expects unless something else happens, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. that That to me is a bit confusing that it doesn't say that anywhere. And... Maybe it's like gigacopium from both of us that we think the price pool might start higher. Maybe that was never a plan ever to begin with and it was just a bogus rumor that was thrown out months ago that it would start at 3 mil because I've also heard that. Um, who knows? But um, So
1: let's go yeah. over this in the two... So based on their actual post, uh, I think the order, yeah, the order is the, the free stuff and then the compendium afterwards. So will go in that order yeah. so free stuff that everybody gets uh, profile showcase so on the top like when you're in your main menu of your game on the top left you have this little miniature version of your profile which you can now yeah. edit to have different wallpapers different emotes on top you can put voice lines there for people to click people have gotten very uh Creative with this.
0: People have made every dick they can. Yeah, within the first. They've gotten, gotten very. Hours.
1: They've gotten very sexual as well, of course. And now <laughs> there's a report profile button now because of that, apparently. Uh, and then when you click your profile, there's essentially a bigger version of it that you can also edit to look completely different. Pretty cool. Uh, I had mine. I have mine. Uh, I don't know if you saw it on stream. My the two horse emotes looking at each other oh, and they're just smiling constantly with the heart of Tarasque heart that beats above them. So they're in love. Oh, that's wholesome. Uh, So yeah, this is a, this is a cool update.
0: And let's see. Do you want to highlight any of the ones that are trending on Reddit right now? (laughs) I have not looked. So you tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on. I have to find it again. Oh yeah. Uh, Okay, if you go to the subreddit right now, I know this is a bit weird on, a, okay. on an episode, but yep. check check the fifth post. It's called, I have solid intelligence on what is to come. Okay, give it looks a, like... Give me a rating on a scale of <laughs> 1 to 10. <laughs> all
1: right, so... If it's
0: show it too, I, it's I mean, a wallpaper to of Omni books. Knight,
1: okay? Uh, his face is overtaken by an emote of Ember Spirit who's doing a very scrunched up face like he's concentrating uh towards the bottom of his body are two pudge emotes pudge heads that are testicles in this case uh, then there's a fist right above those testicles and the thing that is he's holding is it looks like the dagon emote that explodes so it continues to explode then contracts con explodes so in other words it looks like he's jerking off constantly
0: oh my god that's good yeah and then there's some voice lines as well of course Um,
1: I have solid intelligence on what is to come feeling good man this pleases the master (laughs) even you should have seen this coming but you didn't
0: that's pretty good there you go that's the absolute state of (laughs) profile pages right now Um, that is actually hilarious
1: so yeah this is a great feature I'm enjoying (laughs) it
0: I think this it's cool. Really great promo for Manscaped. That's true. Uh, yeah. So when
1: you highlight like a friend's name, it sh- it pops up with the mini profile. So the emotes, they do move and whatnot. So uh, yeah. it's pretty interactive. But yeah, this is uh, very cool. And they have like a system where you're allowed to put a certain amount of assets on the screen. So, mm-hmm. and everything has a different weight to it. I don't know how they came up with the weight. It's almost like a currency, I guess you could call it. Uh, but you can put... Uh, heroes there of course you can put loading screens behind you there's some layering to it so you can put things behind and in front uh, you can use stickers yep. chat wheel lines trophies sprays the stats which is the i'm going to say hexagon i don't remember is hex six yeah or
0: five that's five okay no hex is six penta is five that's why it's called the pentagon
1: okay that's penta then uh, yeah. emotes Armory items, couriers, and wards. So a lot of choices, and yeah, people are being very creative with dicks. So that's good to see. Um, so that's the new thing that was added for free for everybody. And then we get on to the compendium itself. So the compendium is either $7.49 for the lowest tier, or the upgraded one is 30 bucks. Obviously, this might change based on your region.
0: And the lowest tier is level 6. Yeah, so you get six levels, right, six really boosters.
1: Right. I don't know. What, what, what is a booster? Do you know?
0: I don't know exactly how they work. I don't think it's very obvious. Okay, well, you get
1: stuff for each of those. Uh, and we'll go down through the blog post to see exactly what some of these stuff are. So you, there's going to be match challenges within this compendium. So it's almost it's not a cavern crawl. So you're, you're not getting cosmetics because there are no cosmetics in this thing at all. Mm-hmm. Um So I'll just read exactly the the title of this, the, the headline. You've watched the pros, you've cheered them on, and now play like one. Slide into the gaming chair of your favorite esports pro players and recreate the greatest moments from the past year. Win as their heroes from a specific match or as one of the five heroes they used during a given month in the season. Earn points for each challenge and bonus points for competing full sets of challenges. So the screenshots they're showing essentially just give you different incentives to play different heroes I guess it's kind of a we've had this before in every mm. com, every battle pass this is just a different way to do it I guess they're attributing it more to or connecting it more with the pro players and what they've done uh, they also have player challenges so
0: kind of a I don't know what do you think
1: about this feature compared to like the old ones that they've
0: had oh, this one reminds me of a thing they implemented in 2013 but that was where you could replay a match between two pro teams or something and you played for either side yeah. but the ones reaping the rewards from that were the players themselves uh, like essentially the community were championing the teams I, which one does this remind you of? because that was the only one that came to mind for me maybe this is just something I didn't really interact with in the previous battle passes or something
1: oh no that okay. correct me if I'm wrong here so I understand. Yeah. I know what you're saying. That that was you literally load up a replay and you're starting at a point of time in the game, right? To me, no, I think
0: you're just playing it from the start. But yeah, anyway, from the start. What do you mean from the start? <laughs> I <clears throat> I think the am I wrong in saying that the, wasn't the community just playing? Let's say, for example, you were replaying a game from the TI three qualifiers, which is what it generally was, yeah. and then you could play as one or the other team when you queued up. And you would play from minute zero, and you would play any either of the team's lineups, and the heroes would be distributed among the ten players in the game.
1: Okay, I, I think that's how it worked. I don't remember that. I remember the one where you load up a replay, a specific fight of a game that happened, and you get to see what happens if you okay. play Axe in that game, for example.
0: Or right. That, fight. that was later. That was one of the most recent years, right? Yeah. This one,
1: to my knowledge, is nothing like any of those. This one is literally. It's just. These are five heroes you you can pick. You should pick this to get extra points. That's it, right? Different packaging. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fantasy has been evolved, apparently. Uh, Choose a team of your favorite pros. Craft which stats you think will be most valuable. Compete with players around the globe to earn the most points. It's the Dota Fantasy League you remember, but reimagined in every way. So it looks like instead of you getting cards that have stats on them, you get to craft the stats on the cards. Mm-hmm. that's an interesting change for people that like fantasy and i'm going to be straight up i have never cared about the fantasy and i remain to not care about the fantasy
0: i played it a little bit once or twice but yeah, i haven't been massively into it but i could imagine for people that care about this aspect having more agency is good right because mm. previous years a lot of the fantasy was i mean it was obviously by design right it made a really big difference if you had gold cards versus basic cards and maybe there's still some quality difference and maybe there's still some luck with the crafting but at the very least you can focus on the aspects of the cards that you want to have. Mm. Whereas in the past you could get you know, it was just random whether you got anything remotely good. Um, so I, I think that's a good change for that system in general to give the players agency. I think that's good.
1: So something new that they added because I, I would, the fantasy obviously is just an evolved version, a slightly changed version of the previous one and then the match challenges is kind of a repackaged version of cavern crawl kind of without any interactiveness but more connection with the pro players they have now come out with a thing called bingo so you get one bingo card per weekend and all compendium owners will get a new randomly generated bingo card for each weekend of the tournament this card is crammed full of squares with weird conditions and interesting situations for you to root for while the pros compete so just complete rng but that is just bingo right uh so examples five ward cleave i don't actually know what some of these mean smoking kills eight so i guess if you see i don't do you have to spectate these games do you know
0: i think the way this works is first of all this is obviously only during ti yeah during the stages of ti so not for anything else and then um I think it's just people get assigned a random card, right? So the bingo card I have is different from yours and I think it just counts every game that happens during TI and then it's about, you know, you can keep track of it and see if you're close and then try to pay attention to that in the games you watch or whatever but I I don't think you have to watch them to pro- progress your card. It doesn't say that anywhere.
1: Okay, so if it's not
0: I, that I think it then just happens automatically. It, it,
1: if it just happens automatically then, okay. I think so. Uh, Alright, so that's the bingo and you get Battle, all right, you get compendium points for <laughs> uh, getting those correct. And then the next thing is the Oracle's Challenge activity for compendium owners. So this is a lot of the stuff that we've seen before. So predicting the group stage matches, uh, in-game predictions. So this is the thing that I don't get. Are these available to non-compendium owners? I know that you can only get compendium points by partaking in this stuff
0: but can you still do them It doesn't uh, matter I guess but So I th- yeah so I think fantasy is compendium exclusive The Oracle's challenge is unspecified it's it's just locked but it says the predictions are unavailable because you know there's no groups so you can't predict anything Um I don't know I actually don't know I f- I feel like I feel like they should just make the predictions available to everyone in general, just for fun. So you can you know, make your predictions and, and compete with your friends or whatever. And then if you want to get the points out of it for your compendium, you need to buy the compendium, obviously. But yeah, I, I don't I don't know. It's not clear in the game right now which way it's implemented. By the way. Uh, the, way it, the way it looks, even if you don't have a compendium, you do have a bingo card. And the only rewards for the bingo card are compendium points. But mm-hmm. that one seems to be there for everybody. Oh, okay. Uh, so that's similarly, right? It's just a fun thing that you can interact with, but that doesn't yeah, necessarily require the compendium, but then the rewards are worthless if you don't have it.
1: So, right. Yeah. So the, the compen- right. by the way, the compendium art S tier, it's actually a shame that it wasn't in a battle pass before because the stained glass hero portraits mm-hmm. are like some of the best Dota art I've ever seen. It's actually... Really good.
0: I wonder who made it. Very pretty.
1: Well, maybe outsourced. Uh, so, yeah, that's predicting group stage or predict, yeah, predicting group stage in game predictions and then the reward types you could potentially get from owning a compendium. The physical Aegis model. Do you know what level you have to be for that?
0: Uh, for which one, sorry? Aegis. Uh, level 300, if you want the physical Aegis. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: You can get permanent chat wheel lines, so that's the difference now is that they're potent they're permanent, and when you unlock them, I think they're randomized based on uh, the ones that are available. Uh, uh, player Yes
0: now there's two different types. so there's the temporary ones mm-hmm. uh, where I think you get a random set of them, if I'm not mistaken. The permanent ones are five specific ones, unless you and I have been, for example. I think everybody gets the same five permanent ones. Not that it's tied to account, because I can see if I get level one hundred fifty, which five voice lines I'm going to have. Okay, and I'm assuming it's the same ones you have. I think it's just the same for everyone. It.
1: The, so this thing in the blog post says, unlike previous years, all of the chat wheels are permanent now. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down.
0: Okay. Well, th- you can get. There's like. A, this is a bit confusing then, because at 150, there's a reward literally titled permanent legacy chat wheel lines. And then, as a general feature in the compendium, I have. You can get up to 25 voice lines. And it just says zero out of 25. And then it says level zero out of six. So I don't know if those are also permanents or if those are the temporary ones. Mm. That's actually. A bit confusing then so other stuff in
1: the compendium that you can get player and team stickers the ti 23 2023 hud which looks pretty cool uh fantasy and the road to ti challenge power-ups favorite team teleport effects loading screens compendium levels and boosters so you have the, you have it open right now i assume is there anything you mm-hmm. want to talk about within the compendium that you find interesting or worth talking about
0: um, I mean, I think that's pretty much it, right? Like, this compendium doesn't really feature anything new except the new features such as... Okay, that was a very weird way of saying it. It doesn't feature any new rewards, in a way. It's the, the stuff that's new is the revamped fantasy and the bingo and the Road to Fantasy Challenge, which is, like, arguably not really new, but just a revamp. Mm. Um. But as far as I can tell in the compendium, all of the stuff in here is stuff that we've seen before in a different version. Um, Yeah, I think so.
1: Okay. Uh, So yeah, that is the compendium. So what do do you think? Because right now the... All right, I'm gonna give my thoughts, actually. Mm -hmm. Because the thoughts on Reddit are very negative. And I can understand that to a degree. So I have a couple takes, I guess. Number one, I was expecting a game mode of some kind. So mm-hmm. and I, I didn't look back at the past posts. Are we, were we assuming that there was a game mode? Or I feel like they used the word event several times, but was that just the 10-year anniversary bullshit? Is that what we were thinking?
0: I mean, depending on your perspective, this is also an event, right? the whole compendium dropping and the stuff that's in it. I guess. I don't know if that's what they meant, but yeah, most people when they read event kind of assumed that there was an in-game play together or versus each other queuing event Mm -hmm. because we've had so many of them. So that was the obvious interpretation. Um, But as far as I can tell with this announcement or this update, there's no clues even of it dropping, right? Uh, Unless it's post-TI, which I think... I guess that was the most important of the blog, part of the blog post that we, we didn't read the text obviously live here, but um, they did say that there will be stuff coming post TI, right? Cosmetic stuff, yes, yes. So they're very clear so about the cosmetics, cosmetics being post TI.
1: So that's the thing that I'm not understanding. You guys know me being very negative. I was expecting almost no cosmetics, maybe no cosmetics. I think they made that pretty clear prior to this. So that was not a surprise. I mean, do I think they could have easily cut and paste a Cavern Crawl and stuck it in there with three sets from the workshop where they just literally have no work to... like That is very easy to do? Yes, I think they could easily have done that. And they probably should have. I Personally, from my side, I don't care about that, like the Cavern Crawl specifically, because I never did it anyway. I didn't care about the achievement aspect of that or the sets that they came with because they're usually just like common sets or whatever. But I can understand people wanting that type of a thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I was not expecting any cosmetics, so that's not a surprise. But the game mode not being there is a huge, huge disappointment for sure. And because there's no Arcanas or anything like that, I don't plan on purchasing the Compendium. Uh, It's not like I'm boycotting it or anything. It's just not remotely interesting to me. I think if Mm -hmm. they maybe if they made the profiles locked behind a paywall of the Compendium, I think then I would probably buy it. But that's free. That was the best part of the update for me, and I get that for free. So, that's my take.
0: Right. And I think also, I don't know if it's... I don't know if you have to make this sharp of a distinction. I mean, clearly it's a choice that they've made, right? That they wanted it to not be cosmetics, but as you said, you could have put in something. And I think the main criticism that I'm gathering people have for it is that the progression doesn't feel rewarding, right? Like um if you do level up the battle pass there's I, I did some math on it and i looked through if you let's say you completed it quote unquote completed it, you did everything you could in here i think you can get up to around level 100 so i think you can unlock everything in the battle i say battle pass compendium except the top two rewards i think the permit legacy chat wheel lines and the aegis uh replica will cost you money and that's fine i think the aegis replica should cost money because you know you're essentially buying a physical product that gets shipped to you and it's custom made. Um, But yeah, the legacy chat with Alliance is up for debate, whether that should be obtainable otherwise, but it's kind of weird. Like you said, that there isn't no, I I don't know if they didn't have to make it absolutely cosmetic free, right? There could have been rewards that are obtained with leveling, whether that's some sort of immortals or a chest or whatever. I'm personally a fan of there not being an Arcana. Uh, behind the paywall, which is something that a lot of people had a problem with, that some of the really cool sets in the game Mm -hmm. were time-gated and very expensive, to be fair. Um, I think that's completely fine that that's not in there, but yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of people, the majority of money that gets spent on Dota is about hats, right? And there's no hats. That's just how it is. (laughs) And if you want to be cynical about it, there's no hats in here because they're being, clearly, as Valve have said, they're posting the Uh, hats after ti and that's when it doesn't contribute to the prize pool Mm -hmm. so then that feels like a little bit of a a miss for me uh i don't know what this prize pool is realistically going to end up at i think the trajectory right now based on you know you can make assumptions based on what happened day one and you can compare it to previous seasons graphs and you can have a look at your friends list which is kind of interesting because every year you can check your friends in the compendium page or battle pass page and see what level your friends have. And for me, it is, I mean, it's obviously way lower because the Compendium is just lower level than the Battle Pass is. But just looking across my friends list, the overall interest in this compared to usual is way lower. <laughs> um, yeah. And that, I'm sure that doesn't surprise Valve. Like, they, they should have seen this coming, right? They, they know that this is going to be less interactive for people. But I'm unsure if they expect it to be by this order of magnitude so far. So hopefully, if, if this is underperforming what they expected, they will upgrade it, and not just leave it in this form. Because otherwise, I don't know what the prize pool of TI Again, we don't even know what the starting point is. <laughs> like, who knows what the players are going to be playing for. Um, we both wanted a smaller prize pool for TI relative to the year, but I don't think we wanted it to drop this hard off a cliff as it looks like it just might. So yeah. Um, so
1: I am trying to look for, oh wait a second, there is a prize pool tracker, official. Oh, there is one. I just googled randomly dota2.com/slash/esports/slash/ti12/slash/watch/slash/zero/slash/zero/slash/series, and it shows okay, one the prize more pool. time.
0: <laughs> can you link it? To me? Hold on, let me let me see if I can get rid of some of this garbage. <laughs> I said in. that very fast. Okay,
1: dota2.com. Mm-hmm. Slash esports slash, slash esports yeah. TI twelve. Okay. So at that's it. So as of this yeah. moment, it okay, is, at, there is one. It is at two million. Yeah. Which 2.1. is four hundred thousand dollars, right? It's one point six starting, we assume. Yeah. So it's made four hundred, five hundred thousand, let's say in twelve hours, roughly. So, it's going to be a significantly lower price. I mean, this is again, or we were comparison. This.
0: So, so, in how many hours? When did this drop? 12 hours ago, right? Roughly. Roughly. Okay. For comparison, uh, 11 and a half hours in last year, the price pool was 4.7. And the year prior, it was 5.6. And the year prior, it was 5. And the year prior to that, it was 4.1. So in the last four years of battle passes, at this time stamp, essentially more or less precisely, the lowest price point at this point was four point one million. So it's half of that. Mm. And it's not just half of that, right? Because you need to compare it, the starting point was the same. So this increase this year is five hundred K. And until this point, in the last four years, the lowest increase at this given point was <coughs> two point five million.
1: So yeah, that means five, this-
0: right? Yeah, uh, t- that would be Ti s- seven, I think. I well, only looked at the last four, right? I'm on a different on the- site.
1: I'm on a different site that's showing the price pool mm-hmm. as well, and it shows like all the comparisons. So, at yeah. this point, uh, we're at two million, the lowest that is on this list, which is not showing all yeah. the Ti's, is Ti five, which is yeah, two point six. 7, right? So that's yeah. 700 k more than it is now.
0: So that means at TI5, which was the lowest of all the previous years uh, that had this tracking thing going on, the battle pass at this point in time had made... three times as much? Roughly? No. Twice as much. There's also
1: more context needed for this. There's going to be less time as well that this will be available to even purchase anyway.
0: But I also think that comparing this to the TI5 one is, I guess, maybe in a way... A better comparison than comparing it to last year because of obviously the amount of content right the battle pass in 2015 had significantly less stuff than the battle passes in 2022 and 2021 uh, but if you were to compare this to the compendium from 2013 this is definitely outperforming it i would say uh which was the last time we had a compendium i or no battle pass compendium right oh was that 2014 as well been a long time it's been a while um uh but yeah just to to set uh, to set expectations here if we are to believe that it's going to follow the rough trajectory of other years then last year it had made six times as much right Is what i said because last year it had made three million right now and this year it has made about 600k oh no 500k so yeah a sixth And with that trajectory, we should also arrive at a conclusion that is a sixth of the total growth, right? Sure. Roughly. So if the prize... What was the prize pool last year? I'm trying to remember. Uh, This is a bit hard for me to find, actually. So another part of the context
1: needed is Europe is just waking up. Well... Yeah. yeah. So that's another big portion of the sales probably. Uh, my personal experience with playing Dota today is I was actually very surprised that a little bit, probably more than half the people in my games had a compendium. That really surprised mm-hmm. me. This isn't to shame people for buying it. You guys can spend money on whatever the fuck you want. I, I just, and this is where like there's always a disconnect where, hey, this isn't for me and mm-hmm. sometimes you just assume it's not for anybody. Uh, and I thought because of the outrage that it, people wouldn't be buying it, but more than half my lobbies were filled with people that had a companion. But I do think, and one person complained about this in my game, and it got me thinking, how many people do you think, if you had to guess, <laughs> bought it without <clears throat> even looking? Because I know, that I've heard of people trying to refund it now, because they didn't realize oh. it doesn't come with cosmetics. They just assumed that this was the big update, I'm buying it.
0: I see. I mean... Yeah, that's.
1: I don't know how many people actually.
0: Uh, people in I chat mean, are that's, saying
1: that's like, a bunch of <laughs> that actually happened to them. So,
0: if that's a significant portion of the people buying it, then that's kind of a grim <laughs> outlook, right? Because <laughs> yeah. if we're already at a sixth of the sales of last year, and then among that sixth, plenty of people are dissatisfied and want their money back, then what are we actually at, right? Yeah. Um, but well, yeah. If, even if they, <laughs> yeah.
1: Anyway, <laughs> you guys can as usual spend money on whatever. holding
0: on to hope that they're going to improve it because of the negative feedback so far and yeah at the current trajectory i think it's fair to say if nothing has changed with this battle pass i think the prize pool of ti will be around 5 million at best you really think it'll get that high i i at best right because so if it's up six we're up half a million on 11 hours and a half in right i'm literally just looking at the curve so this is just expecting it to follow a mathematical model right which it might not follow the same pattern as last year's actually it definitely won't if they don't imp- include anything because the previous years had like bumps right when they made the discounts and when they mm. uh, added extra stuff right so yeah if, if they don't add any additional stuff i i don't know what prize pool we're looking at in the end um but yeah, we have to assume that the starting point is 1.6 because of the official tracker on their site. Uh, but it's just weird that they didn't announce it or show it anywhere else. And mm. it makes you think, you know, automated systems, maybe it's just defaulting. This site is just using the layout from last year and hasn't been updated or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but it's probably... It's probably the case that it's one point six. I mean, if they
1: 8. just add some old arcana where you choose, like last year, where you choose your arcana, but you have to own a compendium, that would drive up sales quite a bit. And then maybe we'll.
0: Of course, I mean that would be incredible I mean, value for if, people, right? If
1: they do that, maybe they'll hit five million. I don't, I, I can't see this going above five million right now, hmm. uh, without some major intervention, or another intervention,
0: que- yeah. I guess that begs the question now because I think we can be pretty, you know, straightforward about this. Because we've talked about this countless times on the podcast, that TI was too big for the rest of the year. Uh, it dwarfed it by too much. Is 5 million a healthy endpoint? Like people's expectations are obviously super high because that's what they've been set the previous five years, right? But is it good if TI is 5 mil or is that too low? Like what would be a, the sweet spot for you where it's like you could choose the prize pool of TI on the dollar? what would you want it to be?
1: It is completely dependent on how much prize pool for the majors or whatever
0: system. Let's assume the majors stay the same. Majors stay the same.
1: So then 5 million probably. But then Riyadh, that means Riyadh will be the TI.
0: Yeah. By, by prize pool to like, how to say prize pool to effort or whatever, it would be the most valuable tournament of the year. Right. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's, I mean, it's obviously an interesting discussion to have, right? Because obviously people are going to be looking at this with disappointment because they're like, man, TI isn't as big as it used to be. And clearly it isn't. But, you know, what we wanted wasn't the prize money of the year to be smaller. We wanted it to be the same, but we wanted it to be redistributed. But essentially what's happening now is that it's just getting axed, right? That is what is happening here. This Uh, is like... So this is is not what either of us wanted, I mean, for me, it's good that the TI prize pool isn't dwarfing the year by as much as it was, but if it comes at at no benefit at all, that it's just literally, okay, we're just removing that prize money, then that's not better, right? What would be better is if TI was 10 or 5 mil and the majors were 1.5 or 1, or that there were more tournaments that had prize money from the TI fund or whatever, that it was like a... You know, an investment into the competitive year, but that's not what's happening. So for me, this is not a positive, even though TI's price pool is lower. Um, this is like no upside, really. So that's wow. a bit of a shame.
1: Very negative reaction, Cinderan, from you. You okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> I just, you, okay? Uh,
0: you know, I, yeah, I, I hope that. They make improvements to this, or that they have other plans, or something, and that this isn't just now the pro Dota year. It's just going to be worth fifteen million dollars less, which is essentially what it's looking like, right? It's literally just this year will just be way less valuable, and there's no additional stuff being put in in its place. Yeah, I think um, I, I think if so. you
1: like, if we started over, everyone's memories wiped, mm-hmm. and TI was always five million, this would be a totally different discussion, right? Our expectations would be different. People wouldn't be upset. Like, who knows how they would monetize past that? But I think the issue is they've ripped it off like a band aid. And the thing that really bothers me is like the whole cosmetic stuff. They already like outsource a lot of that stuff. So I just don't understand that. But that's a separate topic entirely. But because they're ripping off the band aid in such a way, and we've talked about this kind of connects to our past topics where the DPC is no longer going to be there. They're taking the, Mm -hmm. uh, they're, foot off the gas as it were like understandable to some degree but because of the stuff that they had in place pr- prior you're just ripping this off with nothing to really replace it and now it's all about how will uh the community fill in the gaps like tournaments a lot of these mm. tournament organized like we said last week will not be coming back i can guarantee you that some will hopefully so it's just a big unknown, right? And this one, it's just another yeah. domino falling, essentially, which is... And the
0: compendium itself is also still a big unknown, right? Because previous years with the battle passes, changes have been made multiple times along the lifespan of the battle pass to improve it. But there's not that much time. That's the issue. There's two right. weeks still Right. There TI. isn't very much time, and the, ba- the compendium itself seems to be a bit of a statement in that regard with what it includes and specifically what it doesn't include. So I don't know how much to expect out of this. If Valve are like, yeah, okay, we'll put some more stuff in there that people will like. If they do, what kind of stuff will that be? Because as you said, TI is concluded in a month, right? Mm-hmm. So there's only so much you can really do in that time uh, that people want to interact with. And also, you, you obviously don't want to drop the stuff the day before the finals, right? Well, does so the
1: compendium, have did it say how long it lasts for? Does it say in there?
0: Uh, I didn't see it like, anywhere. Does it
1: actually end the day of the finals? Or is it one of those uh, lingering? I can't find that anywhere. Okay, well, we should, uh, I it guess we should assume it. that it just ends with TI. Uh, yeah. I, so. I feel like in the past, they've definitely extended it to be a couple weeks past at minimum. But
0: oh, so We're seeing some people in your chat say November 23rd.
1: Okay, so, it's so I guess those are the longer. timed
0: rewards expire at that point. And obviously, all the permanent stuff you get to keep. But uh, I don't know if you get to keep leveling it after TI in terms of like, or if it locks, and then you have what you have until November 23rd. Or if you can keep leveling it all the way through November 23rd. But then any prize pool increments don't work retroactively, right? Hmm. So I would assume you can't purchase levels anymore on the day of the finals concluding and then that is the prize pool but maybe they that's just the prize pool is a snapshot then and then you can still buy levels in the compendium but then all the money goes to valve instead of 75 percent. that's also possible i don't know um but yeah i it's an I end of an era end up, right end of an I era i hope we end up with a higher prize pool let's put it that way i hope what it's would you like to mil- be Somewhere around ten, I think, would be fine. Like, I don't think Ti needs to be exceptionally huge, like it's been the past five years. But maybe this is a bit too much of a step down. Mm. Um, or hopefully across the future of the 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 coming years, if Ti is going to be a four or five million dollar tournament, there's going to be enough, you know, magnitude for the rest of the year where Valve are essentially saying third party tournaments go crazy, do your thing. We're not going to put any handcuffs on you anymore hopefully there's going to be enough going to the plate and and taking that opportunity to to make the rest of the year feel big enough and then concluding with ti right um because yes ti has absolutely been too big a part of the year but now i'm concerned that it's too small a part of the year (laughs) so you You can
1: only have one or the other Cinderin. all right there's no
0: balance i mean in life I, i don't know let's let's wait and see okay it's been out for less than a day Let's, let's cope for a bit and see what it's like when we do our next episode, if anything has changed or if this is just the final form or if they're going to change some things. Yep. Because Dreamly. that will be pretty telling. Okay, sorry, final thing. Yep. That will be very telling about whether this met expectations or not. Do you think this is the expectation from Valve or do you think this is a disappointment? The first 24, 12 hours. Do you think this is what they were expecting or worse?
1: I feel like they should have expected this. They, they knew what okay. they had to... Yeah, I, I don't see how they couldn't know this. They okay. have all the stats, all the analytics. Like, they're a big company. They're a huge company and they love analytics, right? They have this down right. to a fucking science. They should know. Okay. Which it just means that they don't have enough resources to work on it because everyone's working on like Neon Prime or apparently there's some rumor with VR stuff, which is not something we're going to talk about today because I don't think anything's been substantiated at all and whatever. CS2.
0: Well oh, that's just the crazy out. thing
1: is CS2 and this came out on the same day. Yeah. I was shocked and then I realized that this was barely an update in Dota. <laughs> and then CS2 mm-hmm. was barely an update as well because they they didn't really change much from what I
0: was playing. So Right. All right. Dream League. Yeah. Take Moving it on. over. Yeah. Yeah, so I just came home this Monday, so 3 days ago, and Dream League concluded I forgot where exactly we were when we did last episode i think we were almost through the groups right that would have been it probably yeah. um so yeah some of the big guns from the groups kept up their performance uh essentially four out of or three out of the four teams that topped the uh, that had top 2 in either of the two groups uh end up in the top 4 as well so Group A, number one, was Shopify, and number two was Tundra. And group B, number one, was Team Spirit, and number two was Betboom. And out of those four teams, Team Spirit, Betboom, and Shopify took the top three of the tournament. So only Tundra, I guess you could say based on group stage performance, underperformed slightly uh, by getting fifth, sixth. So they were only one step below. So the groups were pretty accurate in their seeding going into the bracket. Um, I guess if you want to talk about biggest Disappointments of this tournament obviously can't talk about it without mentioning Team Liquid, who have been placing top three in a ton of tournaments this year. They got dead last in their group together with Talon. Both teams ended two and eight in games. Uh, and in the other group, Evil Geniuses and Quest also ended two and eight. But you could argue that expectations for them were lower based on recent results. Um, biggest positive surprise was OG with their stand in of mind control on loan from Nigma Galaxy got fourth. They played really well this tournament. Um, so that's you know a good look for OG. Unfortunately for them, they're obviously not going to play at TI. They didn't qualify. Uh, but they've got perhaps the building blocks of something great for next season. And aside from that, just to quickly summarize how the tournament overall transpired in the brackets, um, Team Spirit were just better. That's, that's literally it. They were just the best team, and there's just no doubt about it. They 2 0 Tundra, then they 2 one Shopify, and then they 3 0 the finals against Shopify again. So essentially, they beat the second-place team by 5-1. Mm. Um, and that was a Shopify Rebellion team that had a pretty crazy comeback in the upper bracket round 1 to 2-1 bet boom to begin with to get that top-3 spot, but then they proved in the lower bracket final that it wasn't a fluke by doing it again. So, uh, yeah, based on results, I think this was a pretty accurate runout. Uh, OG was not quite as good as these other three teams, but they were better than the rest. Um, and yeah, so that's, are, what are that's your extremely.
1: thoughts? <clears throat> what are your thoughts on Shopify and what what's been the difference? Would you say
0: that's a good question? I mean, this was obviously a great result for them to finally get a top three placement again, and even getting to the grand finals. I think overall, the playstyle of the patch was really good for them. Uh, the pacing of the game, I think they had. They seemed to have a better idea of what exactly they wanted to do. They had way bigger hero diversity, I would say, than they usually do. There were more strategies. Um, you know, that's obviously what, or not obviously, that's usually what people harp on with this team is that they're very predictable in draft. And sure, there were still patterns like every team has, but I think they diversified more and made it more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and their players were just in form. I think everybody played pretty well uh, at the very least. The, I would say the, the worst performance on the team overall. Was still clearly better than the worst performance that they've shown in recent tournaments, and maybe even better than their mediocre performance on players of previous tournaments. Maybe the worst one this time was even better than that. So they definitely stepped it up, and you know, hard to say why, but the proof is there. You know, they got the results, they got the wins. Are you? Uh, expecting, and that's exciting uh, heading into TI because obviously the NA region wants to have a team to cheer for that could go deep. Wilds in Seattle.
1: So. Are you expecting a letter That's patch that. coming soon before TI? I
0: was. I was I really thought there was going to be a patch almost immediately after Dream League, but nothing so far. Remember
1: last year, or no, it was two yeah. years ago, they came out with a patch like two days before TI. It was really close. Yeah. I remember like a bug with Tiny's talent or something that was just bugged throughout the whole event and they oh, just didn't fix right.
0: it. Remember? Yeah, I remember that. I think I think they should. I think they should patch the game as in it would be a good idea, not that I am expecting it necessarily within the next week. Give the teams enough time to prep and nerf some of the most egregious stuff. I think the patch that they should drop before TI should literally only be nerfs and nothing else. I think that would be fine. Mm -hmm. It's just a handful of heroes, especially cores, that are just too overtuned. Um, The carry hero pool of this tournament was very predictable. So what ultimately ended up happening was that in the first phase... The teams have seven bans now, right? One team has four and the other has three. And toward the final stage of the tournament, six, if not all seven bans were cores, Hmm. and many of them were carries. So Gyro, Sven, Phantom Assassin, and Brewmaster were banned almost all the time. Brew is obviously not a core or carry, but he's the S-tier offlaner of the patch. Uh, So just, you know, nerfs to some of those heroes going into TI to make it a little less lopsided because otherwise i will guarantee you sven is banned 100 percent of the games gyro is probably up there and pa was pa is a monster right now mm. so this is like it's pretty obvious that they're overpowered and there's pretty obvious fixes for all of them so it's just a matter of whether valve like this going into ti or not i personally think they should just nerf five to ten heroes and then call it a day because the patch itself played pretty well. I thought the games were interesting. I thought the flow of the game is going to be different than previous TIs. It's maybe going to be a bit slower, but I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think once you take out the most broken stuff, there was quite a lot of hero diversity, not maybe as, exactly as much as you would want, but that might come naturally if pe- teams don't have to ban, you know, the same six heroes every game. Yeah. Then maybe we see more heroes open up and get 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 some love. So
1: all right, let's quickly talk about CS2. This will be a two-minute discussion. Uh, that officially uh, came out as well. So yeah. we can play together now, Cinderin. You have no excuses. Yeah. Uh, uh, desks, uh, disk space. True, yeah. You, that hard drive of yours is really... You're just it's filling it up with... Uh, no, I'm
0: not joking. <laughs> how? If I, if Wait, I how I'm big is CS2? it? That's what she said. I only have a, only a half terabyte. A half if
1: terabyte? I, yeah. What? How old is your computer?
0: uh six seven years maybe your computer Uh, is
1: six or what what upgrade your fucking computer yeah what do you make money for food (laughs) shelter it should be your fucking computer gets the first thing gets the first upgrade
0: Uh, what is this bullshit i i should definitely get a better holy seven years um, maybe it's an exaggeration I don't remember exactly Okay, But it's, it's in that ballpark What is sure. your graphics card? We're going to talk about this for a moment uh, GTX 1070 Oh my god That's like four generations ago Yeah
1: Isn't it amazing how long they last You know there's kids that are playing Dota <laughs> now That weren't alive When you upgraded your computer last Think about that for a moment
0: Yeah That's really crazy to think about. It's very crazy.
1: Anyway, CS2 came out, and I will
0: upgrade my computer, Shannon. I've wanted to for a while. I just haven't done it.
1: All right. Yeah, this will be a good topic that we can talk about in the future. Uh, People can give you
0: like advice, and
1: oh yes, I would
0: love to have two (laughs) thousand different suggestions for what exact yeah that's fine I should get.
1: Anyway, uh, like I was saying earlier, CS2 they didn't really like the version I was playing. They essentially just uploaded that, so it's not much different. They added, you know being able to look at your past history, opening chests, like all the stuff that wasn't in there that was obviously going to be in there is now in there again. And they got rid of CSGO. So now everybody has CS2. It's just been completely taken over. So yep. that's good. Ranks have been reset, all that good stuff. Uh, I haven't gotten to play it since it came out, so I can't... I've heard that the hitboxes feel differently even though there's zero things in the changelog saying that. But... Okay. Uh, Again, the same concerns that I have from the prior discussion that we had with you, which is VAC. uh, They need something more serious to combat cheaters. And, yeah, it's just the game doesn't feel as good as 128 tick to me right now. Right. As of before this, whenever this came out. So those are the two biggest concerns because I think most pro pro players are just going to play Face It, which I think is a shame to put all all these resources into
0: Yeah, it's kind of weird to have a ladder system and then not have the pros on there, right? Yeah, and I think the the thing that
1: is unfortunate is, and maybe it's going to end up being okay over time, but like the whole tick tickless system, like Valve could have just bit the bullet. Okay, I'm just going to say things that are going to come out of my ass right now. Okay, so maybe I don't Mm have all the information, but to my Mm -hmm. understanding, 128 tick servers cost more than 64 tick. In the past, Valve said that they didn't want to make them 128 tick for matchmaking in CSGO because, number one, server costs, but number two, because most people wouldn't tell the difference. If that were true, then pro games wouldn't be required to be 128 tick servers, which they are. So that was just a cost savings thing. So they put all these resources and all this money into developing a sub tick system, which feels worse right now than 128. And now they've disabled the ability to do 128 tick. And because they put in all these resources, think of um, the amount of hours that have been put in for these Mm -hmm. devs that are making ridiculous amounts of money to create this system. It has to be better than it is now because they're never going to go... it has to be better than 128 tick, right? It has to be at least the same (laughs) because I imagine the amount of money you would have saved uh, going Mm. from from 128 to 64 tick, you'd already spent on the dev time... To fucking create this new system anyway from scratch. Right. So something has to be improved. And I think now that everyone has access, there's going to be a lot more complaints and things will probably get better.
0: But we'll see. The thing, the thing is knowing how Valve operate, I think there's also, there's inherent value in developing the sub tick system because it's applicable to future titles. So even if in its current form, it isn't good enough to beat out 128 28 tick, The technology and the ideology and the goal they have with it is probably, from their perspective, very valuable, but maybe it's just not there yet, you know? Mm. So if this is the final form of it, I agree 100%, like, then it wasn't worth it. But obviously, that's how it is when you take risks, when you invest in something. It doesn't always turn out good. Like, they might have had, they might have been off on some expectations or in some calculations about how it was going to run, how it was going to perform on a larger scale, whatever. And... This was like a proof of concept, and the proof failed. And then they're still keeping it because it's better than 64 tick, probably. I don't know if you would agree with that. Um, but it's definitely better than 64, okay. but definitely because, not as
1: good as 128.
0: Right. So they might have hoped or expected it to be better than 128. Maybe it'll get there. If it doesn't, they'll keep it in its form because it's better than the 64 one. But they might just consider it ultimately a failed experiment that they're not going to continue iterating on eventually. But if they still see the promise, then you might end up with some really amazing stuff, and then it will be used in all their future titles. But it just isn't there yet. So, Yep. Okay. It's uh, one of those things. When you read it, it almost sounded too good to be true, right? The whole sub-tick thing. It sounded like, wow, that's amazing. How does it work?
1: <laughs> well, it could just be one of those things uh, but, that, you know, over the course of the next few months, that they just figure it out, and it becomes yep. good. That would be, obviously be awesome. That would be great. Last topic... Uh, we do have another one after this, but we'll save that for next week because thats I think thats going to be like a 25-minute conversation if I had to guess. Yeah. That's really interesting. Um, not being sarcastic. Unity is our final topic. So we talked about what happened with Unity recently where they came out mm-hmm. with a new price structure or whatever where people would have to <laughs> pay for installs and all that bullshit. I'm going to read you their letter now. They've come out with yep. an open letter to the community. To our community, I'm Mark Witten and I lead Unity Create, which includes the Unity engine and editor teams. I want to start with this. I am sorry. We should have spoken with more of you and we should have incorporated more of your feedback before announcing our new runtime fee policy. Our goal with this policy is to ensure we can continue to support you today and tomorrow and keep deeply invested investing in our game engine. You are what makes Unity great, and we know we need to listen and work hard to earn your trust. We have heard your concerns, and we are making changes in the policy we announced to address them. Our Unity personal plan will remain free, and there will be no runtime fee for games built on Unity personal. We will be increasing the cap from 100K to 200K, and we'll remove the requirement to use the made with Unity splash screen. So that was when you used the personal version, you had to have a Unity splash screen at the beginning of the game. -hmm. Uh, No longer a thing. No game with less than $1 million in the last 12 months of revenue will be subject to the fee. For those creators on Unity Pro and Enterprise, we are also making changes based on your feedback. The runtime fee policy will only apply beginning with the next LTS version of Unity shipping in 2024 and beyond. Your games that are currently shipped and the projects you are currently working on will not be included unless you choose to upgrade them to this new version of Unity we will make sure that you can stay on the terms applicable for the version of the unity editor you are using as long as you're keeping using that version. So, TLDR for that part, which was really weird that they would be able to do this. They would ch- they changed the TOS, the terms of service. So, if you agreed to something before and then they just changed it, apparently that's mm-hmm. they thought that was going to be okay with everybody. And that is probably where like the lawyers of all these big companies got involved. Like, dude, mm-hmm. that's fucking absurd. So now you can stay on an older version and just keep the, you know, the monetization the way it is. For games that are subject to the runtime fee, we are giving you a choice of either a 2.5% revenue share or the calculated amount based on the number of new people engaging with your game each month. Both of these numbers are self-reported from data you already have available. You will always be billed the lesser amount. So that's interesting because before there was a lot of question marks of how do you track who's installing your Mm -hmm. games you're the one that's tracking it, not mm-hmm. Unity. So overall, they have backtracked on a good amount of it. I think people are generally okay with this. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't even know. Remember the idea of that we talked about last week where they come out with something that's obviously fucking awful and then they come out with something that's less awful, but now people are more open to it? This yeah. one feels like it's farther than that and it's just reverting almost all of it. It's just making it generally makes more sense for everyone.
0: I just I don't know what the old revenue share was. If the old revenue share was 1%, this is obviously a big upgrade or I a big step up in how much. But if it was 24 it's insignificant change for the most part. I, I don't know what it was, so I can't really say how big of a, a game changer this is. But they have to have the expectation that this will make them more money than the previous model, right? Because the reason they changed the model was that they needed to do it to be sustainable. So this has to generate them more revenue. Um, And then the question is, when you read something like this, how many people use the different versions of Unity? How many people are on Unity Personal? How many are on Pro and Unity Enterprise? What are the exact differences? What do you get value for your money as a developer by upgrading to the higher ones where you need to pay them significantly more? Like, what power does it give you? I don't know enough about this stuff to really say, so obviously that's just pure speculation on my part, but I mean, obviously, this is definitely way better than what they just came out with that they got completely shafted for, right? Mm. So yeah, yeah from it's, our... good. it's good they listen and they improve it, right? So,
1: Yeah, from our perspective, I'll kind of TLDR it. We're, we're making a new game, obviously, uh, on the Unity engine, and we had to have a meeting a couple weeks ago when this news first came out, and I asked my devs, do we need to change engines? Like, is this realistic? And no, (laughs) it's not realistic because it's like unreal, totally different language. And then other, uh, other engines are just not as supported yet or not as, Hmm. uh, they don't have as many features. So unity is like really the only realistic thing we could use anyway. So we're going to stick with them regardless. So this is good news that they've retracted which version.
0: Do you use? I don't know.
1: Okay. Whatever the current one is. But the, yeah, like it's the, just the, this one doesn't start till
0: next year i think right so okay so the whole per the whole personal versus enterprise oh. whatever is not a thing
1: we're we're using the free one because we haven't made any money yet so it doesn't matter like it doesn't oh i see any. okay okay but Got yeah it. so yep should be interesting see how that develops but for the most part i think people are okay with this so yeah okay uh, that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for watching, everybody. We appreciate you. Uh, we'll see you next week on We Say Things. Goodbye. Bye. We say things that don't mean anything.
0: Subscribe.
1: But thanks for listening. Yeah.